Welcome back to the Cover Zero podcast. It is the championship weekend. We are here to break it down. Joining me tonight, first, my guy, Corday. Bro, how are you doing? Doing great, man. I feel amazing. Doing great. I, I couldn't imagine that you do. To my other host tonight, Jay, could you imagine this man feeling any different? Nah, man, I can't. I, I can't. I was expecting him to come out and say exactly what he just said, man. It was amazing, <laughs> phenomenal. What, what, whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, man, hey, man it's, it's going good. It's going good, man. Life is great. Life is great. Well, I'll talk some football. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to talk some football tonight, breaking down in deep like we do here on the show. The NFC title game is going to go first on into the AFC title game, just as they have it for you on Sunday this weekend. Starting things off, 3 p.m. Eastern, we have San Francisco heading to Philly. Philly sits as a two-and-a-half-point favorite with the over-under sitting at 46 and a half. Jay, I'm going to start this with you. When the Niners have the ball, when they're on offense, where's your eyes going to be focused on? Oh, man. I'm going to have to – well, my eyes are going to be focused on the run game, obviously. You, you, you know Kyle Shanahan and what he's going to do. He's going to be creative in the run game. He's going to have to get, you know, Christian McCaffrey going. You know, the Eagles, to me, they still got to prove they really, really could stop the run like that. I I, I see what they did versus the Giants. We all, you know, we was, and and I'm gonna give them I give them credit. I give them credit for that. But when Barkley did get the ball, he had some good. He had some good runs. And obviously, Kyle Shanahan, what he's gonna do, he's definitely gonna run a lot, a lot more than what the Giants did. And he's gonna be a lot more creative. So I'm gonna be focused on the run game, and then I'm also gonna be focused on Brock Purdy too, man, because he didn't he 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 didn't look that good, man. He didn't look that good to me. I think when. When they played the Cowboys, the Cowboys really brought a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. I think yep. one, of the, one of the reasons why I think, you know, the spotlight really wasn't on Brock is because Dak didn't play that well, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to be really interested to see how, how he handles this pressure because these, I mean, look, now you see what happened with the Cowboys, how much pressure they brought. Now they're going against the Eagles. With that D-line and them leading the league in sacks, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really I'm, – I'm be, my eyes going to be on Brock on how he can really handle the pressure and then on Kyle Shanahan's play calling when it comes down to the run game. Yeah, no, most definitely. I'm with you on that for sure. You're right. We talked about what the pressure would be like for Brock going into the divisional round. It was definitely a big factor. caused him to be a lot, a lot more erratic uh, from a down-to-down -down basis for sure. Right. Corday, uh, same question to you. This is a game I know that uh, – you expect it for the most season, most part of the season to be here. Definitely getting a matchup of the best team so far in this season in the Eagles versus the hottest team over the last three months in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So with that at hand, as far as when your squad is on defense, what are you going to be looking for Jonathan Gannon, your defensive coordinator, to dial up, and what players do you think will have the biggest impact? I think uh, the defensive ends will have the biggest impact, uh, at least when it comes to affecting Brock Purdy. Uh, and then when it comes to stopping a run, uh, our defensive tackles, Fletcher Cox, um, uh, Hargraves, uh, and Edwards, a bit specifically to stop, try to stop the run. But then also Darius Slay in uh, our corners, too. James Bradbury to see if we can um, outmuscle some of our guys, so outmuscle and get on the edges because I know Shannon Hand is a great uh, run schemer. And it's been talked all, about all year how we aren't effective against the run. And run is like really what our weakness is. We're. Mm -hmm. Yep. Worse against the run uh, than Dallas was, which actually statistically isn't true. I think after like week nine or something like that, we actually started getting better and Dallas defense actually started getting worse. 
it actually um, happened after the week 13, week 11, week 13. It was the game you guys lost to Washington where they ran the ball 40 times against you. Was that when we was like 8-0 and or something like that or 7-0? You, 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 you were undefeated. You know that. Yeah, no, no, but no, 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 my point was, I feel like he was legitimately asking, no, 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 my point is because when we lost to Washington, I thought that was earlier in the season, and then that's when we went and got, because I think we played Detroit the next week, that's when we got Indomitian Sue. Yeah, it was after the Washington game, because, yeah, which was like, I think week, was that week 11 was Washington game? No, I think it was week eight or week nine, honestly. Because I week remember eight. I think we played Detroit the next week and then any the week after that. Oh, it was week. Hold on here. You guys played the first time Washington. That was later. But anyway, either way. Okay, the, so the re, the guy that you signed, you that was when you I'm with you with you signed Linval Joseph, you signed Dominican Sue, and then okay. you got Jordan Davis back off of the IR. Since that, you're right. Statistically, it hasn't been the same. It it hasn't been the same. We uh we made more of an emphasis on um stopping the run, having those two guys uh stop the run, big uh space monsters stuff like that. And then we go we went away from having like a multiple front defense where our defensive tackles was getting out of position. So and I think we only played with one linebacker mostly at the time too, so it was easier for us to get gashed. Uh, and we, I think we was having like Chauncey Gardner Johnson to come up and try to be like the enforcer. And he's a he switched from corner to linebacker to safety, so that's like not the best thing. But since we made the emphasis on King to stop the run, our de- uh, run defense has got a lot better. And Dallas has actually started slipping; even their pass rush started to go away as well. So I feel like with that emphasis, we ha- we knew what our weakness was coming to this point, and I feel like we've gotten better. So I'm really interested in that standpoint. And then when on defense, I'm looking to see. If we're playing a lot of man or we're playing a lot of zone specifically um, to match up against the Kittles of the world, the Ayukes, the um, um, the Debo Samuels of the world, because I know that they run like a lot of crossing patterns. So if we run a lot more zone, it's easier to defend instead of being like man to man and try to have play, you know, motion and things like that. So especially when McCaffrey comes out, <clears throat> coming out of backfield as well, those are the matchups I want to see and see how we do that because we first if we stop the running game then it's going to really be forced back on Brock Purdy who's still a rookie and over these last two games has been showing that uh he's a rookie and has moments of erratic play and it's like oh snap he's showing you more and more like maybe this dude still is a rookie and if teams can make him be erratic like this more then teams can win and the shocking thing of last week was how close the game was all week I thought um, the Niners would have had more of a lead than just winning at 12 to 18, but it shows how incredible Dan Quinn is and our defense was. But I think our defense is better, so I feel like we should be. It should be even a touch of, tougher matchup, like how Dallas playing against the Niners defense. It'll be the same for us. Yeah, no, for sure. We all know San Francisco is going to come out with that 21 personnel. Of course, sure. that's been like their version of what a lot of people have been calling the death lineup, similar to the Warriors. We all remember when they had. KD, et cetera, and they had that death lineup with their five deadly ones. And when they go into 21 with Juszczyk, McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo, that's kind of been the new shift in the Bay Area, like reference to a a lineup that they just go to that you know they're going to get their bread and butter in. I think you guys likely match that one with like a 5-1 type of penny front out of like 3-3-5 personnel. So you put three of the D tackles, depending on the down and distance on the line and then on the edge you put sweat on one side or Graham on one side 
Reddick on the other side or Quinn on the other side. It's just like you guys have so many different bodies and effective people you can play there and then put TJ Edwards in the middle behind him, who's having himself a season due to the ball this year. And then on the back end of that, five DBs to complete the nickel three three five, and you got the best corner tandem in the NFL. Put CJ Gardner Johnson there in at the nickel spot, and you you roll from there. It's there's really how would I put it? There's a huge emphasis in this game, I think, for Philly and for your defense to be able to get the Niners in third and long. That's that's really I think going to dictate the game. If we can see enough control on the early downs and San Francisco has the ball and Philly gets, gets San Francisco into like third and seven, third and eight, third and nine. I don't like Brock's chances at all. Nope. I, nope. I don't at all. It's like, you, it's like you were talking, Jay, seeing the pass rush now, not have to think about, are they running the ball? Do I got to play my contain? I got to worry about the jet motion going this way. I got to play my guy. No, you just worry about, I'm going to go get Brock. <laughs> and then the back just does what they do. They can really start to get active and get physical. So, those are the portions of the game that I want to see. However, though, to get in third down, you're going to happen to be going against the man in Kyle Shanahan, who is literally over the last four years out of all coaches in the NFL, averaged the most yards and had the most success on first and second downs. It's primarily through the, de- the design of his run game. So we're going to really want to see how that run game impacts the ability to stay in that third and manageable, because that's going to be true. Purdy's EPA so far on true dropbacks with third and eight or longer 17th in the NFL this year. And the Eagles, we all know what their sack numbers are and their pass yards are, which are tops in the NFL in terms from a defensive standpoint. So that's going to be really dope to see. Jay, I'm going to switch it to the other side of the ball with you. Uh, For San Francisco defense, the one that you and I have coined as the best D in the league at this point in the season. Uh, What are you mostly looking for uh, once Philly has the ball in this game? Man, I, I want to see what they can do because I, I thought they really played the red zone versus the Cowboys really, really well last week. And I, I want to see if they can do the same thing because their red zone defense has been on fire. I want to see if they can do that versus the Eagles. You know, I, I really do. I, I, I think the Cowboys was the number one. I, I think they were number one in red zone offense, I believe. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think they were number one in the red zone offense. Um, but I, I, the Eagles, though, I think, Although, well, I'm, I'm not even going to get in who's better, Dak or Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is definitely having a better season by far. Yeah. And I yeah. want to see if, you know, um, man, I'm blanking on the offensive coordinator's name. I'm blanking on his name for the Shane Eagles. Shane Steichen? Yeah, 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 Steichen. I want to see I want to see what he dials up against uh, D'Amico Ryans and what, what Ryans can do, you know, um, with that Niner defense when we come down to the red zone. You know, that's going to be the number one thing I, I, I want to see because the Cowboys, they got down there. They just couldn't put up no points. They just, mm-hmm. they you know, they, they couldn't score no touchdowns. A lot of field goals. And, you know, and obviously, I mean, it's the Niners defense. I mean, we, we right. knew that they were going to cause problems for that offense and, and mainly Dak Prescott, who had a phenomenal game versus, you know, Tampa Bay. But now they're going against a more lethal elite offense, in my opinion, man, and a, and a better QB, at least for this season. And I just I, so that's what I'm really going to be focused on. I'm going to focus on because they're going to get down there. They're going to be able to move the ball, you know. Um, and and I want to. And, and another thing too. Well, see now I'm talking about the Eagles. Now I'm going on to the Eagles. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this. Going back to the Niners defense, that's what I want to see. Um, the, I, I want to see. Uh, I want to see the defensive line continue to put pressure, you know, on um, on their opposing uh, QBs. 
I want to see that happen. You know, I think that's going to be big. And again, and and they play real discipline for the most part. I mean, you know, outside of when they played us, which I think they kind of slept on Jared Stidham. Outside of that, they've been the best defense hands down. So they're really disciplined defense. But this offense is something different. You for know, sure is. And all the weapons they got. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm just curious to see, you know, what D'Amico Ryan's is going to be able to really dial up. So yeah, my my number one focus goes is going to be the red zone. I want to see what D'Amico can do versus their red zone offense with his red zone defense. Uh, I I agree with that very much. That's something I'm going to for sure have my eyes on too. Corday, uh, as an Eagles fan, I know that you you probably hold the opinion that uh, this Niners defense has not faced an offense with a running quarterback and a passing attack quite like this one just yet. Sure, the Niners played against the Bears in week one. We all know what field season end up, ended up being, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the way they were in week one when the Niners played against them. The offense yeah. was not the QB-designed run game that ended up being. The Niners also lost in week six to the Falcons. I remember they were my what's going on that week. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Mariota, as a running quarterback, averaged 8.3 yards per carry, and the Niners' defense allowed 160 yards on the ground that day. Granted, of course, as Niner fans are probably screaming at me right now, but we were hurt. Yes, you were. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was some injuries for sure. I'm not discounting that, but that's just something that still goes into the fact of like, there haven't been a lot of elite running offenses from a quarterback standpoint that can also throw it downfield because there's just not that many in the NFL, especially one like this Philly team. Long way here, Corday, to a short question. What's going to be the Eagles' primary reason for success on offense? Uh, the running game and then capitalizing on big plays. Um, I feel like the one thing that even though we blew out the Giants last week, um, God, why I'm blanking on his name right now? I'm literally looking at him. AJ Brown didn't have a big game, and he was seen kind of frustrated on the sideline. And I'm like, if we could score 38 points and AJ Brown not have a big game, I think he'll have like four catches for like 40 yards. Then, then we can um. Because, honestly, when we'll become, like, really explosive, especially early, and we just, like, start dominating teams. A.J. Brown is the main driving force of our offense to be like, oh, damn, like, when it's like, okay, we got one-on-ones all across the board. Who's going to be the guy? Yeah. It's bro, AJ Brown. Man coverage. Slant. Yeah. Here we go. Slant. Here we go. Bye. See you later. And I still, I still want to see that happen. Like, I still want to see, like, this A.J. Brown get loose. Because when A.J. AJ and Debo are both open field, like, yards after the catch guy and AJ especially like when he when he gets it it's like a slant like you said or uh, I feel like really with Jalen Hurts this year the deep passing game has really been something that he's helped Jalen Hurts and then also AJ we've seen a lot more of it too like got defenders are literally on him but he jumps up and gets it over one maybe even two guys you know um, so he's been muscling people yeah. on the outside primarily this year for y'all like just running downfield on go yeah. balls that's yeah. where that fool's just been muscling everybody just beasting everybody Exactly. And then not only that, I think uh, Miles Sanders and our, and our running backs being effective in the running game as well. Because we always, sometimes in our offense, and I, this this is something I always look at in the third quarter, like we might get up, like let's say it's 21 to 7, or let's say if it's like 23 to 10 or something like that. Some Somehow we start trying to keep going for the big plays, and then we become stagnant on offense, and then we kind of let the other team back in the game. So last week we really started running the ball effectively in between the tackles with a Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and even Jalen uh, saw times when he he scrambled and it was like, all right, I'm gonna go get this and I'm gonna hurry up and get down, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
I feel like those two will help us sustain and keep long-term drives. And if we do get a lead, it will help us sustain the lead. So those are the two things. Looking for the big plays out of A.J. Brown or shoot Devontae Smith as well. And Can't, then I mean, uh, leave him one-on-one if you want. Devontae Smith's yeah. much better than Michael Gallup. Yeah, exactly. By far. Yeah, much better. And Noah Brown. Yeah. And Dalton Schultz, who don't know who being lazy and not dragging that foot to get, you know, when they need, you know, so hey. Uh and and Dallas Goddard's out there as well, too. That's another huge thing that I shouldn't slouch about as well. So let's say we have three really big options out there that can really help us. And then Hightower, if you don't get deep and then fumble the ball like how we did against Washington after he made a 50-yard catch. Um, yeah, those are the three things we're looking for. Big plays and sustaining uh, drives with the running game, especially with Hurts still dealing with that shoulder injury and they still being cautious with him. We really need to use Miles Sanders a lot in this game and mm-hmm. Boston Scott, who seemed like to be more of our physical uh, runner. And then you throw in a little bit of Philip Gainwell as well because he's like the smaller but super um, super explosive. He's like the Tony Pollard, I guess, of our offense at times. And the better pass blocking <laughs> running back, which is the weirdest thing to see. He but, understands where to go, man. Yeah. It's like super weird. Like Sanders is not in on passing. But I'm like, why do we have this smaller dude? And then I see him. No, like you said, he knows where to go, and he takes on blocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah, like, oh, sure, oh, okay. <laughs> run it so much of of running back. Like we can watch this with a couple of backs. I think this weekend that'll be cool. Which we'll get into the other ones, but like he's one of them. Understanding, okay, we're sliding this way. So based on like the hat count, where do you have to remove move next to provide help? Like where's that weak link that you? Or where's that hole you got to plug? You know what I mean? So that you don't sink the ship. And you see Gainwell sorting that out well. We'll see Jarek McKinnon do that in the Chiefs game. Some AJP Ryan with the Bengals. I mean, of course, McCaffrey with the Niners. He, of course, he does that too. But that'll be just really dope that we have all these different backs that can function that way in the passing game. For me in particular, I think this one, something that we all here at Cover Zero can endorse indeed. The way that Philly's offensive line handles and goes against this front seven from the Niners is going to have such a factor in how this offense is able to really sustain drive. Yeah, I don't forget mentioning the O-line. I don't know how I did I mean, that. yeah, it's best O-line in the league, and yeah, you guys excel line. so much in your different ways you can run the ball. 37% inside zone, second most in the NFL, and that includes the RPOs, and I think that's really where it's going to be key. So I watched a lot of film on the, the Cowboy game when you guys played them in Philly early on in the season because I think the Niners kind of have that similar defense. I wanted to see how do they play Michael Parsons because I could see that same type of approach when you're playing against Joey Bosa. And what they did, particularly in that game, is they made Bosa like the read man. They would often line the tight, up, tight end over him and the back to the same side of Jalen Hurts as the tight end. That's an often a tell in the Eagles' run in the Eagles offense. It's likely going to be a run or some type of an RPO. Now, with that, the tight end releases. Bosa then's put in, in as the option as the read man, the zone read guy. And then you get double teams at the defensive tackles. The double teams then work up to Greenlaw and to, and to Warner. In that scenario, if the, if the defensive line, defensive tackles for the Niners, Armstead, Kinlaw, Kevin Givens as well, if they can maintain their, like, their, their positioning up front, that's going to be able to allow Greenlaw and Warner to be able to attack and get and fill holes and, and get in the space and really ruin them. If I'm Domingo Ryan's, what I would do or what I think he might do, we don't want Bosa to have to try to sit there and, play controlled and do a guessing game and a mental game. We want to get Bosa going. 
so they could maybe crash Bosa, have him just fly off the edge, force Jalen Hurts to keep it, and then see how much he really wants to keep it. See how much they're willing to let Jalen run from an offensive perspective. So that's really what I'm going to mostly be looking at in particular. But like you said, man, it's really tough to do a lot of what you want to do when you have all the different ways to attack you, like mm-hmm. this Philadelphia offense does. And I think that's really going to be key. So, Jay, I'm swing this back to you, man. What's the final score and how do we get there? And I got, I got the Eagles, man. I got the Eagles, man. Yeah. You know what, though? Because I, I just feel like I just feel like they're 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 more complete, and I'm a little worried about Brock. I'm a little I'm mm-hmm. a little concerned with Brock. He's going like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, man. He's going against his D line. They lead the league in sacks. He didn't look that great last week. Like I mentioned, you know, only reason why he didn't get talked about is because obviously they won the game and Dak mm-hmm. played worse. So yep. I'm I'm a little concerned with him with the Eagles. I'm not really there's nothing there's to me, bro. And and you know. Thing is, too, I, I talked to I know Corday didn't like the Giants the whole season. He he thought it was overrated, but you know, I I was given we were given the Giants their credits or flowers, you know, probably about mid-season, you know. Um in the beginning, we're like, uh, you know, we'll see. And they start to play well. Not to go on too far about that, but I was really impressed on what the Eagles did to the Giants. I thought that was gonna be a closer game. And, you know, Hodges and James, those wide, they they had they they nothing. They were shut down. They were yeah. shut down. And it made me realize how good that secondary is, that Eagles mm-hmm. secondary, man. That Eagles mm-hmm. secondary, I mean, you know, they got the talent. We knew that, you know, whatever. But the, the, the D-line that I talked about earlier, they get more, more of the credit when we talk about the Eagles uh, defense. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that secondary is, is nothing to play with. And then you look at the offense. We just, you just brought up the O-line. The O-line is the best in the league. And, you know, I mean, even if they don't have somebody like A.J. Brown going or whatever, they still could put up 38 points on you. And, and that's that's crazy, bro. And, and again, I know the Niners defense, we, we've talked about it. We've talked about it all season. Hell, we talked about it last season. I mean, they for a while now, we've always we've been talking about this Niners defense. I just think that the Eagles just have more. They're, they're more talented. You know, they're more talented. Um, as a team, it's the best roster in the league, bro. And I just yeah. think I just top think to bottom. The only thing, hey, you know what? Well, the only thing I will say that I want Corday brought up AJ Brown. I do think AJ Brown has to have, you know, um, a better game. I, I, yeah. I definitely think he has to have a better game than what he had last week. I don't think they could put up thirty-eight points without AJ Brown. You know, I don't even think they're gonna put up thirty. But right, anyway. right, yeah, that too. And then you know, I'm with you, man, because uh, they they just killed those linebackers against the Giants. They was like, nah, go ahead, we like just over the middle, short shit, you know. Yeah, but if they want to beat the Niners, you're right. AJ got to be a big factor. He got to be a big factor, bro. He got to be a big factor. And Jay, I want to see a little bit more from Jalen Hurts too. I mean, I we, you know, these last few weeks, he's been he's been mm-hmm. good. You know, he's been good. You know, um, but I think he de- he definitely has to play a little bit better too. But I, I'm not, you know, I don't. There's no. I don't think he won't. I think, you know, and even, like I said, even, again, even if, you know, um, one player or two on just that team or, well, Jalen has to play well. I don't think he's going to play bad. If he plays bad For or sure. that yeah, 90 yeah, yeah. defense gets to him, yeah, it's over. It, it, it's over. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think I just think this Eagles team is too talented, bro. So, um, watching the Giants team, watching them play the Giants, it just really uh, – it, it showed me how talented – 
how how talented they are. And then they're in the play. I mean, look, they it's not like I know they got players that's been in the playoffs before, or whatever. But that whole team just looked like they've been here already. Like they know they know what to do. They they was I don't know. They just look real. They look real confident in that game last week. Mm-hmm. So there's a good veteran yeah, presence got, out there, man. You said what? Good veteran presence. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, I got the Eagles, man. Give me thirty to well, no, damn no, thirty no, on the Niners. No, no, that's too much. That's too much. Give me uh, give me. Just seem like don't put up. Okay, give me twenty. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me take your time, man. Take your time. Give me twenty-four to twenty-three. Mm. Eagles. I almost want to give the Niners twenty, but I feel like they'll put up more points than that. Mm. But yeah, just give me yeah, a few more points more than that. Yeah, give me twenty-four twenty-three. Eagles. Say half on the over. Just, just half point over the over under right there. Yeah, that line's spot on. Corday, we all know who you have winning. How do they get there, and what's the what's the score? What's the hey, number on the board? Hey, this <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous about how getting it, but like you, but like how Jay eloquently put it, AJ Brown needs to have a big game in this game in order for my Eagles to win. Uh, definitely don't think we will put up 38 against this defense and against this team unless Brock Purdy turns into Kirk Cousins and start throwing three picks or something like that. One goes to the house or something like that, and then it's just an onslaught. Um, uh, AJ Brown definitely has to have a big game. Uh, sacking Purdy, uh, still I keep putting because everybody talk about how Michael Parsons did do nothing against Trent Williams last week, but then I show him the play against Mike McGlinchey and putting on his people. They was like, "Hey, bro, that was one play." I was like, "I'm just saying the right tackle is liability." That's all I'm saying. Bro, you know, Parsons had so many crazy plays in that game where he got yes. the pressure he had on the rollout when he yeah, freaking. Yeah. Threw George Kittle in the ground as the backside blocker on the bootleg. Right. Yeah. One hand, swap, yeah. sat Kittle in the dirt. Then played the bootleg, ran to, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we have right an argument with, he did literally have an argument with a dude right now talking about Parsons. He was like, You, it's so funny. I, I show him all the stats. He's like, Bro, you picking and choose. I'm like, No, bro, you only focus on Trent Wood. But anyway, <laughs> um, the multitude of guys we could throw at this offensive line is ridiculous. We have, we're eight deep. We have eight-man rotation. Uh, I would focus on the right side, Hassan Reddick on Mike McGlinchey, trying to uh, pressure, party out of the pocket, have them throwing up ducks or crazy passes again, uh, and just to keep applying pressure and stopping the run game with Christian McCaffrey. And then also, I think having or having the Niners trying to force like a smash-off game with their running backs – I think also would be like a way they would play in our favor because I don't think Christian McCaffrey can get the hard yards like that. So I feel mm-hmm. like they use Elijah Mitchell. And I just don't think Elijah Mitchell is explosive coming off that knee injury. Like I keep saying, they keep saying them. They say, well, he's the, the, uh, the pounder of the two, but he doesn't seem like he has that explosiveness because he's had two knee injuries on that, on the same knee twice this season. And I feel like his burst isn't there. So D-line getting after it, A.J. Brown going deep, breaking Niner fan hearts in, taking advantage of Mike McGlinchey and that right side of that O-line and just manhandling him. And then also our O-line manhandling the 49ers O-line in certain positions because Bosa's a beast, but the rest of uh, them aren't as well. So, yeah, I think and that's the keys to the game. I got it 27-24, to 24, Eagles. 
27. That's what I almost said. I almost yeah. Because yeah. you said 30 in a second. I was like, well, well, well because I. Well, I had to think, yeah, because I mean, it's the Niners' defense. It's the Niners' yeah. defense, so you know, and and yeah. like we talked about, we've been raving about that defense yeah. for two years now. So. Yeah, yeah. Props, props to our secondary, though. They really did shut down those Giants Damn. receivers here. And that, like you, true man, the the secondary doesn't get enough. I think when no, when 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 Gardner Johnson was healthy, that's when they was getting a lot of praise because he because Slay would shut a receiver down, bat the ball up in there, Johnson would get the pick. And stuff like that. Or James Bradbury would shut somebody down, pop it up in there, and then another pick would happen and stuff like that. But then when Johnson went out, our sacks started going up still, or still just kept climbing. And we it wasn't as many plays in the secondary like that. But players were still getting shut down. So I think that's why we wanted to focus on like that. But that secondary, our secondary is ridiculous, man. Yeah, First time was, in a long time. That was even when you guys had Maddox, and you could yeah. use CJ at strong. Yep. Put Maddox in the slot with both yep. those corners. Yeah, that was when your your sec your secondary is the strongest. But Maddox won't. I don't think he's back this game, is he? Well, he's questionable right now. He's questionable. Okay. Questionable, yeah, because yeah, that would be a that'd be a, that'd be a huge ad for this game in yeah, particular. Exactly. So yeah, that'd be ridiculous. I want I want to see Ayuk. I want to see if I like who steps up if we slow like Debo down. Like I wonder if I how Ayuk is gonna get off because I feel like he's gonna be matched up against Bradbury. The whole time and Debo's gonna be on Slay. I want to see like I just want to see these matchups, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be incredible mm-hmm. game. Great point. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm this, this game's about to be so crazy. I can't wait. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm so excited because it's just yeah. like it's my team, but then it's also like this Niners team is like assembled well. Like yeah. so, it's like oh, and then D'Amico Ryan's played for the Eagles, and now he's the defensive coordinator going against the Eagles. So it's like mm-hmm. so much stuff there. Like, oh, for sure, man. Yeah, like I'm. It's crazy. I'm gonna wear my D'Amico Ryan's jersey on Sunday, but it's gonna be funny because it's like a D'Amico Ryan's Eagles jersey, and like he's coaching the opposite. It's 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 nuts. Yeah, mostly for me, man. With this game, uh, I want to see what the Niners. Where are you out- going, bro? I'm curious because you know what I. <laughs> oh, go ahead. My fault. I ain't trying to. I'm, I'm get. I'm getting too hyped. Go ahead. <laughs> So uh, I want to I want to look at the outside zone runs that the Niners are going to be able to play because I don't think there's going to be a lot of success since the beefing up of that interior of the defense for Philadelphia getting C.J. Gardner Johnson back, him being able to also play well in the middle and be a force in that run game. That's going to be a huge key. So the outside zone, I think, how much Kyle goes to that and the success that he's able to have of that is going to be another huge point, and I think really the the hinging and back and forth of this game. And another factor that's really at play here, too, that I have questions about when it comes to which one of these coaches, which one of these staff from an offensive hammer, who's going to be the sledgehammer? Who's going to dictate the game? Mm -hmm. I honestly could see Kyle going more the conservative way and Suriani and company leading more to the we're going to go get this win type of way. When it gets to third and five. Kyle, ooh, what am I going to do? I got to protect Brock. Okay, I can't get third and run. You know, he might start to then lean into a run that allows it to be third. Now it's now it's fourth and two, fourth and one. Kyle's not going to probably go for that early. He certainly won't. Same scenario happens with Sirianni. Oh, yeah, we're going for this shit. We're going for it, yeah. We're going for this shit. It's yep. that, and I see that in a game of this magnitude playing a pretty large role. I, I, I definitely do. That's I got great. Philly, man. Hey. I got Philly. I got Philly, man. I I went into my prep and my study for this game 
because no, the I got the Niners. Right? Yeah, same here, bro. <laughs> bro, same I did. Here. I mean, I I love what D'Amico did from a standpoint of what he's done before in different bigger games. When he gets to third down, you generally see D'Amico's like personality come out. You generally start to see this dude draw stuff up that he's really like been cooking. First and second down, heavy dose of cover three, cover four, cover two, whatever it might be, right? But then third and fourth down in particular. That's when stuff starts to get crazy. I love his slot pressures coming from the field side because he has a linebacker that can get so much depth replacing that that slot drop off, even if the guy's mugged up in the A-gap like they will with Fred Warner. They'll mug Fred in the A-gap and have this dude zone drop into the intermediate level. But he covers so much ground, he can do that. But against a team like Philly and the way they sort out protections, like, okay, now they're one less in the passing game. You also have a numbers advantage if Jalen Hurts is going to be able to still run the ball. And that just makes it harder. I was talking about this last week. I even talked about this a little bit in the wild card round. The area where you tacked 49ers, Dallas didn't really do that great of a job with it. But when they went to it, they had some success. You got to attack the Niners outside and on the numbers. Mm -hmm. That's really where yeah. you have to do it. You've got to challenge Lenore and one-on-ones mm -hmm. against bigger guys. We saw what, what DK was able to do. Even like deep, not Debo, but even CD on the outside had 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 a deep had a deep shot down the sideline. That one route to Gallup, obviously, that was just a stupid play altogether. The interception yeah. that Lenore got. But they also had their first third down. They converted. Dallas converted yeah. the third and fifteen, attacking yeah. the outside on the stop route. Yeah. Right, yeah. like those are different ways where if this team is going to have success, that they're going to have to go go out and go after them. Guess who leads the league? In most completions outside of the numbers <laughs> on, on go balls, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Even with missing time, this guy yeah. has the most yards on go balls out of anybody in the league, right? You think of all the different ways and different tags they have in their option game. The Niners, I think, are ready for that. And I think, like I said earlier, the biggest key is going to be the D tackles. But really, when it just comes down to the different ways that the Eagles can beat you, and how Brock will have to have some type of a nerf around him being he's a, you know, I don't think necessarily him by nature will. I think Kyle might be the one, like I was saying, to pull the reins in on him a little bit because he wants to keep it close. So, but I just, when it comes down to it, man, like you said, Jay, I know like you believe Corday, Eagles just got too many dudes, man. Give me the score. I like, uh, I like 21. See, that's the I like thing. twenty. You say, no, I like twenty three to twenty. I like twenty three twenty. Okay. Okay. So it's close. Okay. So it's almost Philly twenty three twenty Philly something like that. Yeah. yeah. I say the Niners at least get twenty, at least. Yeah, at least. I mean, if they get like a defensive touchdown, that will be like a special they, teams touchdown or some shit like that. You know. I was, yeah, I would say special teams touchdown or something like that. Ray McLeod's pretty explosive. Like I don't know, a defensive touchdown. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy. We'll see, man. Well, we'll no, see. I, I, I don't see a pick six happening like that. Niners uh, tie for the lead league in interceptions. No, I know. No, I, I, I can say like, let's say if Hurts throws an interception, like I don't know if it'd be like a pick six though. Like I can see him throwing an interception, like going deep to me times or trying to be too explosive. But like I don't, yeah. Okay. Hopefully not though. Hopefully not though. That's we'll what I mean. I'm like, yeah. Maybe a scoop and like you know maybe something like that or somebody fumble and run it back or something. That's a, you know, pick six though. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a or, good game. I mean, maybe it's close and we see an interception in overtime. 
you know? Yeah, by the Eagles, yeah. Sort of similar to how last year's AFC title game we saw an interception in overtime when the Bengals went to Arrowhead and played against the Chiefs. Yeah. And they got that pick late in OT to be able to go and get the upset. Now we return here, back to Arrowhead on Sunday evening for another rematch of last year's game. Cincinnati is, this game actually sits at a pick right now, deadlocked. Cincinnati and KC, 48 as the over-under. Jay, to start it off with you, when uh, Kansas City's got the ball, what are you what are you looking for? I'm looking for them to, you know what I want to see, which I'm not going to see. You know, it's going to be a Patrick Mahomes show on offense like it always is, you know. But I want to see them run the ball, man. I, I want to see them. Ooh. I think they can have some success against the Bengals running the ball. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't see that happen. I think Pacheco can have some success against that, that defense because, you know, the defense, obviously they're going to be focused on Patrick Mahomes and they're going to be focused on really trying to contain him and limit, limiting him in his misdirectional plays, you know, but I, I think you, you've seen some of these, um, running backs have some, some success versus the, um, versus the Bengals. And uh, the Bills, when they when they played the Bills, and and we talked about this before we you know before we got on, and I don't want to you know ramble on too long or anything like that, but they don't really run the ball. They don't you know they no Josh is <laughs> most of their run game unfortunately. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, so I, I would like to see what the Chiefs can do. I think they can get. And then the last time they played him, I think he had a solid game. You know, he had a solid. They end up losing recently. You know, but he had a solid game, you know. So I would like to see them kind of, you know, use uh, Isaiah Pachenko. And then I would like to see them kind of be a little bit more creative with my boy over there, Darius Tony, you know, and running some RPOs, you know, with him and and um, uh, Pacheco. Just being a little bit more. I'm not saying that the Chiefs is not creative. They are. But you just know, you know what you're going to get. You know what you have to, you you know. I mean, they're not going to really run the ball as much. And I think they do have to do that in this game, you know, for them to. I'm not going to say they don't have a chance, but in a sense to kind of to have a chance in a sense, man. For sure, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with you to have a chance. Because the Bengals, man, when I look at them and I, I ain't going to ramble, but. Cincinnati is from top to bottom the the most talented team and I just yeah. I love the way they're playing I love the way they're playing and when I think about the Chiefs and what they can do they're going to be in this game they're going to be in this game because it's Patrick Mahomes and then another thing too I, I want to see who else steps up I want to see if they can get um uh, uh Valdez Scantley going with his speed I, I think that's gonna that that needs to be key in this game because they don't right. have Tyreek Hill. You know, they don't, they had him last year when, when they played and he had a touchdown he had a solid game. They lost, but he was solid. You know, it, it, he was, he was a factor in that game. Oh, and you anytime know, you have Tyreek and he doesn't catch it, what he does for like defenses, as far as keeping a lid on a D a lot. Right, 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 right. And, and, and that's, and, and that's what I'm saying. They don't have that. So it's Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. And he had a good game last – when they played in the championship game, he had a good game. But the last game they played recently, he didn't. You know, he didn't play that well. So – Drew Kelsey? Yeah, Kelsey. In the divisional round? The, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, he did play last year. Last year when they played before – when they. Oh, are you talking about the regular season when they played this year? I'm talking the, – the last game that he played in a regular season 
Oh, okay, okay. He didn't he didn't put up no good numbers. It wasn't like he played it wasn't the the game he had, <laughs> the game that he had when he played last year in the championship game, he didn't have that same game in a regular season. Okay. So I was saying that, you know, he not saying that Lou figured him out or anything like that. It's just that, you know, you you need somebody else that can step up. You, somebody else is going to have to step up on that offense. But mainly for me, man, I want to see if they can get through. I want to see them be creative, and I want to mm-hmm. see them do more in the run game because I think that can really affect the Cincinnati uh, defense because Lou, as we all know, and we're going to talk about it, he's just – I mean, he's – to me, I think it's a shame that he's not really getting mentioned at all. Bro, it's cra- it's. I think the good thing for Bengals fans is that he's like older, so teams yeah. don't like yeah. look at him, and he's not like a well-known name. Like, yeah. so he's just gonna sit over there calling dope game plan after dope game plan, getting so much out of his dudes. And since he don't got to worry about him leaving so far, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's that's like true. no other team has that luxury. I feel like mm-hmm. that's true because he ain't getting mentioned at all. No, to me, that's that's great. Yeah. There was uh, – I was actually looking on Twitter, bro, or, like, the socials. There in, like, 2020, there was a fire Lou on a Rumo thread during that season. Like, week six, wow. week seven, week eight, fire Lou. Stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> just shows you how some fan bases Bring can be, him man. Over, man. Yeah, that's – Yeah, we all got – They were saying that? On 2020, on, like, Bengals, like, Twitter – there was yeah. like a thread, and then on Reddit, I want to say as well, there was a thread in 2020 called Fire Lou. Mm. And it was an active bunch of bangles. Get this idiot out of here. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Six yeah, games in when they've been had a trash defense every year since before this man got there. They didn't even have nobody on that team at that point. No. The whole team was trash. And it ain't like the GM, like, what's their GM? I'm trying to remember the GM's name right now. He's been there for a hot minute, right? GM it's is not. Over, What's that? GM is the owner, right? Yeah, it's but what's what's his name? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Oh, Paul Brown the second? Paul. Is it Paul yeah, Brown? It is. Yeah. 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 Paul yeah, Brown's been Paul there a Brown. hot yeah. minute. It's not like yeah. Paul Brown has been making these type of free agent signings that they have exactly. that contribute to this defense. Right? Yeah. Like if you look, like either they either drafted it's like drafted free agent, drafted free agent. They free agent signed Chidobi Awuzie. Dallas didn't want him. They got Mike Hilton. Pittsburgh didn't want him. Eli Apple, shit, nobody wanted him, yeah. right? right? Von Bell, Saints didn't want him. Jesse Bates, they drafted. Drafted Logan Wilson. I didn't necessarily even love the pick. Joke's on you, Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, DJ Reader, Houston didn't want to re-sign him. Trey Hendrickson, the Saints didn't want to re-sign It goes on and on and on. Yeah. That has to all start happening since really Lou arrived. Zach yeah. Lou arrived. You know, you know what I mean? You know the crazy thing is, just real quick, I know we're, you know, I, I know we're just now getting into it, but just another thing with Lou, since we're already talking about it, is he gets the most out of these players, bro. Exactly. For sure. Like, yeah, he did. That, you know, I, I've been, Eli's still trash to me. but He is. Oh, he's <laughs> the, the guy putting his name on the group project, you know, getting an A. Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, exactly. He's surrounded, for one, he's surrounded around better talent, you know, at their yes. positions. But mm-hmm. he's, I mean, Lou gets the best out of him. He had a really good yeah. game last week, bro. He had yeah. a really good game when they played the Bills, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to add that in there. Lou just gets man. the most out of these players that either find and, you know, that somebody cast away they didn't want or it was a, a it was a draft pick that nobody was really big on, you know. Yeah. No, it's it's been a really impressive performance, and I'm with you, man, because last year we saw in a title game, 
when the Bengals in the second half, Lou was like, you know what? These fools, I don't think they're going to run on me. Let's drop eight dudes into coverage, three-man front, and let's just play that way. And the Chiefs did not run the ball. They did not make an effort to do that. We talked about that. And (laughs) Lou was just like, huh, let me see this. Let me try that. Like, down 21 in Arrowhead, going into the second half of an AFC title game. They ain't even supposed to, quote-unquote, be there. And he's just like, no, let me do this. Like, and then getting the most out of all these guys. And we're seeing it come further into fruition right now. And I'm, I just really can't wait to see what type of game plan he has. But you're definitely right, bro. The running backs usage from Kansas City in terms of combating what Lou may want to do or having that be a factor, it's going to be key. Swing to you, Corday. Uh, same, same type of question. What are you looking for from Andy Reid? And the obvious question I'll ask you, how mobile on a scale of 1 to 10 do you think Patrick Mahomes is going to be with that ankle? It was like a six. The seven seems too good. Like he said uh, after the game, he felt better than he thought he would. And people were analyzing him walking off the uh, podium as he's walking down and stuff like that. Uh, I remember he got shot up in the game last week and he came back out. Like, I was like, oh, snap. He looked like he just, he looked like he, he backed to that dude. But I'm like, I don't know. And then that first play, he like, well, I'm going to say the first play, like after, after, after coming out of the halftime, like after getting shot up, he like, he scrambled. Then all of a sudden, you saw that big jump all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, that's pain right there. He, and then he was living yeah. from that point on. He thought the shot was going to do something, and then nope. So, uh, I, like 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 uh, Jay said, man, I hope he runs more, man. Isaiah Pacheco be effective on the ground. He be doing really well. And then McKinnon, I said this last week, I feel like McKinnon is the explosive back out of the two, especially off of screens. But right. Isaiah Pacheco be really just like eating up yards, but Andy Reid hate throwing the ball, bro. Like and like Isaiah Pacheco will be like he'll gain 10 or 15 yards, and then you won't see him a while, like if we're using a running game. And then you look at it and you're like, bro, he had 10 carries for like 56 yards yeah, or 60 bro. yards. Yeah. And you're like, bro, if you just give him another 10, he might have a hundred yards rushing. And then also you got a quarterback on one ankle. You would think I'm just going to keep handing the ball off or something like that. You know, it'll make more sense. Also, can they stop motioning? This is what this okay. We talk about what we want to see. This is what Andy I love that, bro. Dang. I don't want to. No, I don't want to see on a fourth and one. We motion a tight end one way, and then a tight end try to do a quick little screen, and then we go QB hike with the tight end. Just line it up. And use your running back, bro. Just use your running back and just go like that, bro. Stop doing this. Oh, we gonna catch him off guard with a tight end who tight ends ain't even physical, especially the ones you try to run it with. Like he ain't gonna sneak it. He don't know how to. I'm an I'm an Eagles fan, and I know Andy Reid's style, and I know what he does and he don't. So that's why it, I get frustrated because it reminds me of my Eagles days. But Andy, run the ball. If you run it more, have more balance. Or just utilize Pacheco and McKinnon. I bet you it, they won't see it coming. Yeah. McKinnon is explosive out of screens. They'll be harder to deal with. It'll be more of a problem. And it'll be less pressure on Mahomes, especially with that bad ankle. And then also you don't have a lot of uh, great weapons out there besides Kelsey. So you'll be spreading it around to another running back and doing other stuff. And then now you have a slew more weapons in the running game. So it will make your offense more dynamic. It feels like it feels like that's simple math, but Andy don't do it. And it's just something I've been wanting to see forever. Um, so those are the keys. If they do that, they'll be a lot, a lot more successful. 
and especially on this offense. And that's that's what I want to see. Just like how you guys said, just stop sneaking it with a tight end with like the third tight end who used to play quarterback or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, he's converted QB. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to see that shit. I don't. I don't want to see it. Just Luke's line up. smart, bro. He's he's a genius. So I, I mean, I don't see why Andy Reid wouldn't switch it up a little bit. I, I just the way Lou has been having his defense, especially in the postseason, these last two yeah. seasons, I, I just don't see. And they just lost twice. Yeah. I know they lost. They the last game was regular season, but the last postseason, they did, they lost to Cincinnati. They elim- yeah. they they got eliminated. You know, oh, so, Chiefs have not beat this version of uh, the Bengals. They have no, not. they have three and zero. So why would you not switch up? Yeah. I, I just don't. You know, I get it was close though. It wasn't like it was. You no, know, it was boom out or I get yeah. it. But it was it's like not 2017 or something like that. Was it like super close like that? Twenty? Huh? It was twenty-seven, twenty-four. Oh, twenty-seven, twenty. Okay, so it was yeah, super close. Yeah, and it's yeah. I think did Mahomes turn it over late too or something like he that? He threw like, that uh, like I was saying at the beginning. He threw an interception to start overtime. Yeah, and it was like yeah, it was like one of like what? It was one of those things like you don't see out of Mahomes, but yeah, right. So yeah, it's literally run it, bro. By switching it up, like like Jay said, switch it up, switch it up and run it. Like, oh, we, this is something we didn't account for. Them actually sticking to the running game and utilizing that and, like, getting running backs on matchups and stuff like that to ex- have an explosive running game or just screen game. Like, I didn't see that coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Have, you know, having Mahomes throw less because you are quick screens. Just, like, all that stuff. Quick. That's a great, that's a great point that you brought up. You would think that's where he would – go because yeah. it almost yeah. feels like he kind of have to a little bit because of yeah. the ankle the bum ankle mm-hmm. so but we'll see yeah we'll see probably ain't gonna happen he'll probably sprinkle in some runs like instead of yeah. let's say instead of Pacheco getting 10 carries he might get 14 yeah <laughs> hey hey we'll, we'll see it's all it's gonna all become pended to game flow too and really how much of that ankle we can get out of Mahomes. The thing I'm mostly looking for is really out of like everything that Kansas City does when you consider like a healthy Mahomes and the different ways they attack teams. I want to see what is eliminated from all of those different different clubs out of the golf bag. Like, do you take now what is with his ankle? Is he going to be able to use play action bootleg? Right. That's going to one thing we're going to have to take a look at. Is he going to be able to do speed option? Is he going to be able to hand the ball to outside zone runs from out of the center? We saw in the Jags game, they tried to go to that too, and he was like skipping on one foot to try to hand the ball up to the running back on outside zone from under center. So we're eliminating that too. Are we going to be able to move the pocket at all? Are we going to be able to give him naked boots? Are we going to be able to see him get certain types of depths that he does versus heavy pressure looks that allow enough time for people to get open? Or is he just going to completely be devoid of all of his off-script reactionary type of plays? When you get into all of those different elements, and if if some of those aren't refined the same way, Lou and this defense is going to be able to take advantage of it. They really are. And I just want to see how much of those things are removed from Casey's playbook offensively. I'm with y'all big time. I mean, it's almost like I think, yeah, use Pacheco. Mahomes is hurt. You have It's the one thing you haven't really done yet. You have a running back that is top 10 in the league in yards after contact per rush. You also have a running back in Pacheco, same guy, who's third most in the NFL in yards per carry. Third most in the NFL in yards per carry out of backs who qualify with enough touch to do so. 
And like you said, Cordy, I think Jarek McKinnon, we had talked about it kind of with Gainwell in the previous game, and I mentioned all offenses have one. McKinnon in the past in the past pickup game and how he functions on screens is huge. We saw it in the divisional round. He picked up about three or four blitzes that really gave Mahomes the time when he couldn't move the way that he normally does in the second half just a tick longer to find somebody open. And I think both those angles will be really key into how the game pans out. Jay, to swing it back to you, simply just the other side of it. When Cincy has the ball, either from Kansas City's defense, Cincy's offense, or both, where what are you going to be focused on the most? The 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 balance play calling, like like what I seen last week, you know, um, the smash mouth, the physical play, the old line really, really dominating outside of, you know, Chris Jones. The, you know, he's gonna get his, you know, he's gonna get his for sure. But yeah, I'm just looking, I'm I'm gonna be looking at it all with Cincinnati. Um, I don't think their pressure is gonna fear Joe Burrow at all. You know, I, I just, you know, I mean, you know, Spag is going to bring the blitz, but I think Joe's going to be able to capitalize on that. You know, uh, we, we kind of talked about how the short passing game has been more effective this season than it has, you know, uh, last year. That's true, but it did start at the end. I'll say about towards the end of last season where they wasn't really doing too many big plays. They were taking what what the defense was giving them. And the offense is, has adapted to that, you know. Um, so whatever, you know, Jamar Chase don't have to take the top off. He don't have to, you know, run big routes or anything like that. Same for T. Higgins. And so, you know, I, I don't I, – I'm, I'm expecting that. I'm expecting those plays to to be open for Joe Burrow, and I'm expecting Joe Mixon to be able to get his – you know, they ran a lot of draw plays, a lot of uh, uh, fake handoffs la- uh, last week. I'm expecting some of that this week as well. You know, so yeah, I'm I'm expecting them to be really balanced, like they was last week. You know, um, I think the offense, and that's what make this team so elite, is that, you know, it's not just the deep. We talked about the defense, and I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. You know, because although you know, football heads know about the defense, the offense is what gets the most love because they got Joe over there, they got Jamar Chase, they got you know, they got T Higgins, they got Joe, you know, Joe Mixon. So they got these different guys, and that's what gets the the love, you know. But um, so I'm glad we talked about the defense. But yeah, the offense is is elite, man. And and I think using the short passing game, being able to handle the blitz, because I think Joe is not. I don't think he's worried about it, especially as well as the, the as well as the old line played last week. If they played the way they played last week versus the Chiefs, cancel Christmas, man. It's it's over. It's yeah. over. You know. Um. Because I'm expecting a defense to play really well against this offense. Now, Patrick's going to get his, but I'm expecting defense to play well. So if, if both sides play really, really well, this may not be as close, you know, like it right. was the last two times they played. So, yeah, short passing game, balanced play calling with the, the short passing game and the run game, and just being physical. Smash mouth, bro. Smash mouth football. I mean, I was really impressed what they did to the Bills last week. I didn't see that coming. I had the Bills winning. You so know, did I. And, yeah. and for them to only hold for them to hold them to 10 points and then just put up touchdowns left and right. I mean, they was they slowed up a little bit. Bill's defense started to get it going a little bit. But oh, they got yeah. on him so early, bro. Like Josh Allen came to Josh Allen's sixth play of the game. Right. Yeah. Josh Allen's sixth play. The score was 14 yeah. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and I remember tweeting. I remember saying this like they don't want to play catch up against his defense. Bill's got to get something going now. Yeah. At that point, it was 14-0. It was 14-0. They scored the touchdown, and then that's kind of (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so 
yeah, I, I just, you know, um, I'm expecting them to be real balanced. And, I, you know, I, I'm to be honest with you, I almost kind of want to see what the Chiefs is going to do on defense to really to stop it, yeah. really, because I, I don't – the Bills is way more talented on defense, you know, uh, so – Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's what I'm expecting to see from the Bengals offense. So speaking of that Kansas City defense, Corday, Chris Jones. We all have talked about him on this show a lot for years. We've talked about Spags a lot because the Chiefs seem to be going this deep into the playoffs as they have for the last five straight seasons. We have now seen them in the AFC title game. What are your anticipations from a defensive standpoint for Kansas City this weekend? That's a great question, George. I'm glad you got that question. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can piggyback on it when he's done, Jay. You could. Not a while. <laughs> I think Chris Jones is going to get his. He'll be uh, disruptive as usual. Uh, but the, And then maybe Carl Loftus can give him something off the other edge. Um, Frank Clark, man. Frank Clark got to step it up. This uh, He's certainly getting paid enough, too. He's definitely getting paid enough. Like it's, that's the one thing, like trading, or they traded D4 for Frank. Traded away D, uh, D4, got Frank Clark. And that man hasn't had double digits since he's left Seattle, which is ridiculous to me. And I remember one year he had like six and a half sacks and still got votes in the Pro Bowl, which was beyond me. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? So that man needs to step it up. He needs to step it up, uh, to turn the form, um, really help out Chris Jones and Carl Loftus, who they said who's been coming on more towards the second half of the uh, the year. Uh, Nick Bolton is a great middle linebacker. Like, I really like his play. He He's all over the field, constantly making plays. He's probably the next uh, probably the next best guy on that defense who really – who's the next best who shows up, too. Like that's Do you think it thing. would be Nick Bolton or Justin Reed? You like Bolton over Reed? I'll I I say I'll say Bolton just because he's been there, but then Reed has been like a nice uh, hole and uh, piece to ever since uh, they let um, Tyron Matthew go. So right. that was like that's the, yeah, I think he's that guy on the back end yeah. that – like, that guy. Kind of is that glue piece. He's yeah. Yeah. he's the rug that brings that secondary room together. Yeah. That's how I and would define great. Justin Reed. It, it's crazy because when they signed him, I was like, "Bruh, I, I I got." They signed him, and he was actually he was doing a lot of dope stuff in Houston, and right. even though that, that team was trash as hell, and they, I was like, "Y'all let this man, you let this beast of a player go." I actually wanted Matthew to, I wanted them to resign and they have them both just be like, like yeah. Jack and I and stuff like that on this defense. But they was yeah. But I digress. So those two are, uh, I definitely think are both effective. But I think that he's they're, like you could say two A and two B. Yeah, for sure. Okay, because Reed helps the secondary, and um, and Bolton helps like the middle of the field and like the set up the D line and stuff like that. Because without Bolton, uh, I forget the, the other linebacker name. He, Willie Gay he, Jr. Yeah, Willie Gay Jr. He's or like, if they go to base, it's Leo Chanel, the other rookie yeah. out of the rookie out of Wisconsin. So yeah, he's he's basically the guy who like runs runs around roams the field stuff like that makes plays because uh willie gay jr sometimes he makes splash play here and there but then bolton is in on every play you know yeah and bolton's so, an iron man this year that dude played almost 1100 snaps in the regular mm-hmm. season and i remember he was like a later pick too i think i remember i remember randomly seeing him like leading up to the draft and it was like nick bolton's a small unit undersized guy but he, he should come in and make plays immediately and he's made a ton of plays i think he was drafted later than um willie gay jr too and he's been balling. He was like a fourth round pick or something, or a third yeah. round pick. He was like a third or fourth. Yeah, and I'm like, he, and he's been balling. Like even when Willie Gay Jr. could wasn't on the field, Bolton was always the guy. I was like, yep. No, Bolton was a second rounder, 58th overall in 2021 second? under Missouri. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Second round. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, right, and then well, I think they got Willie Gay in the second as well in 2020. Yeah, 2020 yeah. second round out of Mississippi. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. But, yeah, no, yeah, your synopsis man. of both those guys spot on. I agree 100%. Yeah, so it's um, those, those other guys, stuff like that. And Bowden will show up. Jones will show up now. And uh, the safety will show up, too. Now we got to get Frank Clark and other people on that defense to show up as well, especially at corner as well, which is like a liability. And that's the funny thing about it. This Chiefs defense is really kind of what has to, like, you have, Patrick Mahomes has to overcome as well. Like, he has to play well enough to not put his defense in, like, bad spots or just have to keep, okay, like, y'all can come down, like, or uh, score on my defense. Now I'm going to come back and just, like, play perfect and things like that. And in times like the playoffs is when you need uh, the other side of the ball to step up and try to make plays and keep your team in in the mm-hmm. game and not just be always like convert being able to convert on third down to things like that. You need players like a Frank Clark to step up. Uh, right. Just three to step up Bolton. So hopefully that happens. Otherwise Bengals going to go away with another W because this Bengals offense is playing that defense. And where there's not as many playmakers on that, on that side of the ball as it is on offense. Cause with offense has a slew of riches, but mm-hmm. hopefully their D line can take advantage of the fact that, this O-line has three people missing out of it, but, you know, Frank Clark probably wants like, show up. But <laughs> you know what, though? Speaking of Frank Clark, I actually thought he had an okay game last week, bro. No, he did. Top. He did. He did. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not – but I get where you're where you're coming from, Corday, because when yeah. you think about them getting rid of somebody for D4 for him and, and just yeah. him not living up, that's, that's true. That's, that's, yeah. that's a fact, bro. He definitely yeah. needs to play a lot better, yeah. you know, because he's not – you know he's he's not living up to 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 what they in, they're trying to invest in him. I mean they're investing yeah. and he's just not living up to that at all. So that's a fact. But I, however, I do think he had a solid game last week. You know, well, if he could have a solid game and make a few plays, that will definitely help this team out, especially especially if you can like create pressure stuff like that, or even get a sack or two. We know Burrow can get sacked a ton of time and still be like fearless in the pocket. Yeah, right, but right. if he could if he can make plays, it'll definitely help. Uh, the Chris Jones and the Karloftis because Karloftis is coming on more towards the end of the year mm-hmm. uh, and Frank Clark, you know, so mm-hmm. you really need this defense to step up and help uh, that offense who doesn't, who isn't as explosive because they don't have Tyreek Hill no more, but yeah. For me, really, Cincinnati's offense, I think, the ground and pound for them is going to be a key as it was the last mm-hmm. time these two teams honestly played in week 13. Mm-hmm. And mostly where I see like the success happening is like right down the middle and like right between the tackles, kind of in that area within the box. Kansas City throughout the year allowed four yards per carry on inside zone, on inside runs of, of any kind, zone or gap. And basically what the Bengals hit them with was just duo, which I've talked about a lot of times on this on uh, this show before. And it's just basically a double team at the point of attack right at the first level and you work up to the mic as the running back gets past the first level. And when you run boxes like Steve Spagnolo does, and you also have defensive linemen that aren't necessarily like pluggers. They're more attackers. Like Chris Jones is looking to just beat the shit out of whatever offensive lineman is in front of him and penetrate and get and get north. That can sometimes be susceptible to the run game, but that's just how he plays his position. And Derek Nottie, who's the nose guard for Kansas City, I think he could probably be handled by what we have seen lately from this Bengals offensive line, even though. They're down several guys along that front. 
Saw a really good game last week from them. And I mean, just the different ways they were to attack, they were to attack. They were running like tackle wrap dive plays. They were running power away from the three technique the way that you should. I mean, it was really awesome just to see the different ways they were mixing it in. And when they played in week 13 on inside runs in particular, the Bengals didn't even have Joe Mixon in that game. And Samaj P. Ryan gained six yards a pop in those runs. I mean, what do the Chiefs do differently? What does Spags do differently? Something that really tripped me out going back and watching that Week 13 game, and I wouldn't have believed it unless I went back and did it myself. This dude, Steve Spagnolo, did not blitz Joe Burrow one time when they played in the regular season. Mm. Not once. And guess what Joe Burrow did? He oh, was 7 of 9 on third down. <laughs> <laughs> I just shows the, us we're still trying to figure out how to beat him. <laughs> right, right. And seven of nine on third down and get this shit, too. I, I don't know if you remember the game, but I totally forgot. Like, oh, yeah, Tyler Boyd dropped a touchdown on third down. So yeah. think about that. That would have been eight of nine on third right, down. Right. And eight of them being first downs or touchdowns. Yeah. Right. Like, that's what we were seeing there. I think throughout the course of this season, Trent McDuffie, our guy coming out yeah, yeah, this yeah. last year, since right. he's been healthy, he's been a very important piece over there. And I want to see him mix it up with these receivers, kind of how he 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 holds up. LeJarrius Sneed's had a really dope year. Justin Reed as well. And Juan Thornhill, he's the, the old grizzled vet back there. Still, still just he's, he's all right guy. He's an all right guy. Yeah. But just in that trench area, that's where I think when it's not a passing situation, Spags, I do think, starts to send some pressure at him because I don't think Spags is just going to, like you said, Jay, Spags can't help himself. He's going to blitz, especially if he didn't do it last time and it didn't work. It didn't that work. man's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> right. He's going to do that for sure. So, but uh, Joe Burrow's improvement that we have seen this year, just with his ability to be able to play point guard from a QB perspective, has been something I'm loving seeing with this Cincy offense. Swing it back to you, Jay. Our score, who wins? What team represents the AFC in the Super Bowl this year? I have Cincinnati, man. I got Cincinnati in this one. Um, give me, yeah, give me 30, man. Give me 30. Cincinnati 30. The Chiefs, let's say they score more than what they normally score, 24. Let's, let's give them 27. 30 to 27, Cincinnati. 30 to 27, Cincinnati. Corday, same question to you. Uh, and how do we arrive at the score? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Uh... I mean, I know I ask fire questions. I can't get credit for a question I ask every week, though. Yeah, yeah. But thank uh, yeah, you, yeah. though, bro. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go 30, 30 to 28, Kansas City. Wow. Uh, Kansas, you, Kansas. Think Mahomes, you think Mahomes' ankle is healthy enough to put up 30 on this Bengals defense? Man, it's full of magic, man. I think I think he, I think he can do it, especially if they use the running game as well. Um, I, I no, believe that's not going to happen, bro. We know know that's not going to happen. And even if he he uses a run game, there's going to be enough of it to put 30 up? I mean, they work in McKinnon and throw some screens out there. I just believe in Mahomes, man. And I want to stop hearing about how how great Burrow is. That's really what it is. It's two things. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm hoping for Kansas City to win this. Uh, And I honestly think they can. I I think they can win this game. Um, because most of them they've been close, and then Mahomes threw that pick in overtime last year, and when they actually had the lead, 
in the first half and then go into the second. So yeah, and they still only lost by three earlier this year. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, So (laughs) that's true. I feel like it'd be a close game, and I think I'm gonna give the edge to um to Kansas City because Mahomes is still that dude to me. Still a nightmare. Still a terror. Final. So final score thirty to twenty eight. I got uh Chiefs winning. I was just going to say, that's a great point which you brought up with Patrick Mahomes because I really want to say that they don't even get 27 points. I, I was going to say something like 23. But Patrick, like you said, bro, he's just that good. Even with yeah. the injury and the yep. less talent, you know, it's just – it's hard for me to think he's still not going to put up, you know, that yeah. offense still not going to put up more than, you know, 23 points. Mm-hmm. And I almost said – I almost said 30 to 23. Yeah, but I was like just thinking, is Patrick Mahomes? That's that's the whole thing. But yeah. like Jordan said, bro, I mean, he's injured. Yeah, this defense is, you know, I, I think the defense is playing better than they yeah. was in December when they played. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just they're at a postseason, a postseason level. They've been playing good all well most of the season. Most of the yeah, season. this uh, this is a point. My bad, but this is a point. Like yeah. usually, we see Steve Spagnuolo defenses go up and down. Yeah. This Chief defense didn't really have that. The, those Tyron Matthew hands in the air after a 60-yard bomb over and over. We didn't see that this year from Steve. <laughs> they finally got rid of Daniel Sorensen. That's yeah, why. Yeah, got rid of his. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, like, All so, of a sudden, you get rid of him. Big plays just stop happening. I wonder why. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something we haven't seen. But keep going, Jay. My bad. No, I, I, but you're right on that. I was talking about Cincinnati, though. I, I was saying that I think the defense is playing oh, better Cincinnati than what – Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they're playing better than what they was playing in the regular season. I think they're at a post oh, yeah. level. Yeah. Right now. Um, and it's it's I mean, they're they're hitting on all cylinders. And so with that being said, with that being said, and then Patrick not having the weapons like he had last year, we know Andy Reid's not gonna run the ball. And him being a little hurt, I definitely don't see them winning. And it could be it it could be only twenty three points. It it could be something like I don't see it because it's Patrick Mahomes, but like Jordan's about to have his his final score right now. If he says something like twenty, I would not be shocked, bro. I would not be shocked. But that's it. That's all I wanted to say. No, no, man, for sure. It's I'm glad you guys both emphasized that point because I wanna I wanna make that clear. If Patrick Mahomes was healthy, one hundred percent, if Arden Key would not have rolled up on his ankle, he was good to go. That would have never happened. I would have the Chiefs winning this game. I would have the Chiefs winning this game. I think this, I had said this uh, a long time. I think I even said this in our preseason previews that Mahomes is going to get his again this year. You did. And I have talked, I've, 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 at their worst last season, not this previous season we just saw, but the year before, the last year Tyreek Hill was there. At their worst, I, I still stood by them. I just, Mahomes, I think he is, he's just a different level of a quarterback than what we have seen with being able to balance the high wire, the unbelievable, the unthinkable, but still be able to possess the set of protections and scramble around and throw and do things you're not supposed to. Do things to where other coordinators do the right thing, like Lou Anarumo has done so much, and yet he's been the one guy that makes those defensive coordinators wrong. He hasn't done that to Lou yet, obviously. We were talking about right. Bengals is, is 3-0 and against them. And I thought this was going to be the year, even without Kelsey, Andy Reid not maybe looking to run the ball, whatever it might be. I thought this was the year that, uh, like, him healthy, I thought this was the year. They are going to do it. They go all the way. But I think that ankle injury, and like I was talking about, what it takes away from their toolbox now makes them that 
less of a builder. Now it makes them that more susceptible to being defeated. And I think that's that thin line, especially when you're going against a team that has already beat them so many times. So to me, because of that injury and because of what I think we're going to see with this Kansas City team, the person being able to take more advantage of the Mahomes injury as opposed to Andy Reid being able to correctly scheme around Mahomes' injury, that advantage to me goes to Luana Rumo. That advantage to me goes to this Bengals offense being able to be able to put up enough points to where Mahomes can't go catch him. And so that's where I come down on it 100%. Last week, we saw Joe, Joe, uh, Jamar Chase used in a different way, especially towards the end of the year, lining him up in the slot, motioning him out of the backfield, getting him mashed up on different guys. You're right, Corday, talking about Bolton and talking about Willie Gay Jr. You get Jamar Chase mashed up on them. I mean, pff, neither Josiah and I will rant about that because we know the answer is barbecue chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, that's really what it is. And the Chiefs have been very susceptible to checkdowns this year, and that's something that I think Joe Burrow has really indoctrinated into his game, being able to use the checkdowns, being able to distribute the ball, playing with just impeccable anticipation in his game. He doesn't necessarily have the strongest arm, but the way that dude wins with his mind so many times and the disposal receivers at, that he has at the helm. This Bengals team is too much. Just like, the Niner, just like the Niners in the Eagles game, I went into my research thinking, how are the Chiefs going to win? And like I said, if Mahomes is healthy, that may or may not, that would have been, been what I would have picked. But since it's not a part of it and all the different ways this Bengal team can win, I'm coming out of it with Cincy winning as well. Give me the Bengals. I like 27-24. That repeat score sounds, sounds about right. 27-24, 23 maybe. Bengals setting up the table for uh, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. Yeah. Lou versus... Lou versus Nick. Steichen. Steichen? Yeah, Lou versus Steichen. 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 Gannon versus Taylor. Yeah. Not to discredit the head coaches. Not to discredit them, obviously. They're, they're, they're great. Yeah, you mean like just, I, you know, that mental game standpoint. Just that mental yeah. game. Yeah, that would, man, that's something I would love to see. Oh, ooh, I, I like well-crafted brews, and I love well-crafted football games <laughs> even better. Right. Right. <laughs> right. This was the Cover Zero Conference Championship Preview. We thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. Stay tuned. Keep it locked with SSAW.